Alrighty, we're back. That's it. I'm putting a lot of episodes out now. I'm grinding. I'm been on the grind lately. This is episode eight now. Today, I'm joined by Hannah Banner. What's going on, Hannah? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm oh, fantastic. I, if we were talking <laughs> beforehand, my uh, my whole body is just sore right now for wrestling last night, and I don't know why that happened, but I was wrestling last night, and my whole body sore. So. Um, wrestling is a real sport. Uh, if people say otherwise, it's real. Um, anyway, we'll hop right into it. So Hannah is a senior biology major, right? Yeah. And she's actually looking for big girl, big girl jobs right now. Right? I am. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Hannah, let's start with this. So, what, like, how did you get into biology, right? And like, what, like, what exactly is biology? Like, what are you studying right now? Um, so to start, I guess, how did I get into biology? Um, science was always something that I was super interested in, um, especially in high school. I think that's where I really developed like my core science like skills. Um, so I knew that going into college, I wanted to choose a major that I could really like learn more about it and like a broader scope. So that's why I picked biology. And now I like, feel like a scientist every day. So like, that's pretty fun. Um, what was the question? Just like, you know, um, what do you study? Like, what is biology, right? Like, what exactly is it? Because it seems, okay. like broad, you know what I mean? It's like, broad. yeah. So, biology is basically the study of life. Mm-hmm. So, it's so broad. <laughs> what's your favorite subject in it? Like, or what's your favorite class? Um, I guess the, my favorite class that I've taken so far is probably my neurobiology one that I'm taking right now. That's with Dr. Leung. Uh, we're basically learning about the study of the brain and how systems in the brain work. So that's pretty interesting to me. That is really interesting. Is it like a mechanism kind of thing? Or is it like, is it like responses, like enzymes in your brain? Like, I don't even understand how the brain works. Like, like how does it work? Like, is it just like a response? Yeah, so there's like a bunch of different uh, parts to the brain. So basically, we're learning like the mechanisms that go on to function in the brain. And then um, there's a lot of like chemistry and like cellular mechanisms that go on like in the background that people don't really think about. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So what are you involved with on campus? Like I know, I mean, I know you, but for those of you, for those of you out there who don't know how to do that. Yeah, you- so. I'm pretty involved on campus, I guess, like most of the time you'd probably find me in the research lab. Um, Other times I am in the bio club. I'm the student government representative. I'm also a member of Tri Beta. I'm the vice president and the secretary. So that's like the biological honor society. Um, I'm a member of Alpha Omega Epsilon. So I'm like a sister in that uh, professional sorority. Um, I'm a member of student government, so I'm pretty involved, I would say. Heck yeah. Yeah. Teak sweetheart. You didn't hear that from me. I am a teak sweetheart. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you're pretty involved on campus. I will attest to that. You're definitely found in the research lab if you're not anywhere else. But yeah, it's a good segue there right into this because your research, a lot of people say it's dumb. I don't think it's dumb. I think it's pretty important, but you're, you're the expert on this field. Let's, let's go ahead and hop right into this. Man, yeah, I hope people don't think it's dumb. I it's mean, not. honestly, honestly, like, I don't think any kind of research is dumb because I think it's all important, um, no matter how small the scale. Mm. Um, but as a biologist and as a research, uh, my research is actually really important for the diamondback terrapin species. Um, so I guess, like, I'll get a little bit into that. So 
what I work on is the locomotion capacity and metabolic capacity of diamondback terrapin hatchlings. So we partner widely. Yeah, they're turtles. They're turtles. So Widener partners with the Wetlands Institute in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. So we get turtles from them every year and we raise them for the first year of their life and then release them. So not only does my research, one, help the preservation effort for these animals because we're giving them more of a chance to survive in the wild after their first winter. But I also, we give all of our data and all of our information back to the Wetlands Institute and they compile like all these files to basically understand the basic like physiological mechanisms and growth that these hatchlings go through. Hmm. And so where does your, like, where does your part play in this? So like, what exactly do you do? Yeah. So three years ago, I started this research at Widener. And basically what my sections have been is studying the locomotive capacity, which is basically how they walk on land and how they maneuver in the water. Mm. Um, So we measured this over many different um, experiments. One was on a treadmill. We walked them. Uh, We added weight to their mass to see like if they could carry things or um, go further or shorter distances with weights. We did tested an incline on the treadmill. So we've done a bunch of different, um, I guess, experiments with that. And that's basically to study their endurance, like in the wild. Right. So you also mentioned there, you want to study their metabolic processes, correct? Yeah. So how does that correlate, right? So if someone who doesn't know about the research, right? So how does putting them on a treadmill and basically raising them, I mean, basically literally raising them, yeah. How can you like test their like metabolic processes? So a metabolism, those experiments are totally different from the locomotive capacity ones. Hmm. So basically like you put them in this chamber and it measures their oxygen consumption. So like the oxygen that they're breathing in and the carbon dioxide that they're putting out. Hmm. And basically what this tests is it tells you like if they're being fed enough, like the right kind of protein. And there's certain values called RQ values that will tell you like, oh, if this value is between like 0.7 and one, that's normal for a turtle at this age. That's interesting. So how did you like begin this, right? So like, cause you said you've been on this project for three years now. Now were you the Mm -hmm. first one to do this or is there like work before you? Uh, No, so there's actually a bunch of work before me. So all of the work that has been done uh, partnering with the Wetlands Institute actually started in 2007. Mm. Oh, wow. So we have been, well, I've only been on the project for three years, but Dr. Votnik, who is my uh, faculty advisor, has been working on this project since then with them. Now, has has he, has you only been working on, what are they called, the Diamondback Turtles? Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty sick name. That's really cool. Yeah. Diamondback Um, Terrapins. So have you been, have, has Dr. Votnik, like, are there, I guess my question is, are there other species that are people working on right now? Or is it just, you're just working on the diamondback turtles? Um, I mean, the Wetlands Institute has other species, but we are just specifically working on this one. Why do you think, so, so as someone who's like outside of the research, why is this important to study like the locomotive capacity of the turtles and their metabolic processes? Like, why is that important? Yeah, that's a good question. So basically there's not a lot of research that has been done at all on this species of turtle. 
So all the information on locomotive capacity, metabolic capacity, and just basic biological functions that we are gathering at Widener, we mm. give to the Wetlands Institute so that they can tell everyone else, hey, this is what this university has been learning from partnering with us. So it just all around helps everyone else who uh, either works with these turtles or is helping to aid in their preservation effort. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really cool. So um, how did you get involved with the project, right? Did, did you just go up to Dr. Votnik and was like, I want to work with the turtles or was it a little bit different? Than <laughs> yeah, so it's a little more complicated than that. Um, so my freshman year at Widener, I didn't do too well in one of my chem classes because didn't really understand like how college worked at the time. And so I was talking to my parents and they were like, well, you have to retake this chem class over the summer. And I was like, okay. We so yeah, we love chemistry here. So I um, started asking a bunch of different professors, hey, um, can I get involved in your research? Because I knew that the summer research program gave free housing. So I wanted to get the free housing so I could take class at Widener. Really, really juicing up the system. Here. Yeah, I was juicing, <laughs> juicing up the system. So I was asking around all these professors. I must have asked like 20. I don't even know. And I didn't even know the professors that I was asking. Like, it wasn't like I was taking classes from them. I was a freshman. So I had no idea who these people were. Um, and I got into contact with Dr. Mystery and I basically was like, hey, Dr. Mystery, please let me be on your research project. And she was like, okay. So the first research that I actually started with was in Dr. Mystery's lab with Drosophila, which is fruit flies. Mm -hmm. And we studied insulator sequences. And so basically after that summer, I toughed it out and I was like, I have no idea what this is. I never took genetics before, um, didn't make any sense to me at all. So I was like, all right, well, I know that I like being in the lab to do research. Mm -hmm. So I started asking around um, to see like what kind of other projects that were going on because Widener has so many things and so many opportunities uh, yep. that professors are working on. So um, I talked to Dr. Votnik and I think it was one of his previous research students that reached out to me and said, hey, um, I heard you were like poking around trying to see uh, what different research projects they, there are. We work with turtles. And I was like, hey, like turtles are cute. Like, I like to work with turtles. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went, <laughs> I went to the lab and checked them out. And then once I realized that like they, that Widener partners with the Wetlands Institute in Stone Harbor, New Jersey, I live 15 minutes away from there. Yeah, she's so I was like, wow. Like, yeah. I was like, wow, this project really hits home for me. So I think that's where it kind of like clicked and I decided to be a part of the team. Is Wider, are there other partners with the Wetlands Institute? Like, there, uh, like other projects? Yeah. Yeah, so Dr. Votnik also leads a team that works with crayfish and then mm -hmm. fiddler crabs as well. No, they, I assume they're doing kind of the same research where it's like the locomotive and metabolic processes. Or um, no, I think they, they focus on um acid exposure i think they also do metabolism as well okay now are these as the diamondback turtles are they like endangered is that why this came about or like they are endangered yeah so they're technically not like an endangered species exactly um but they are a species of special concern around that area mm -hmm. what do you think that the common person can do to like help like preserve wildlife like for the average person like why is this important 
to me like even for me like why is this important to me like, like these turtles are here you know what i mean yeah so that's a really good question i think for the average person um i know probably a lot of you that listen to this go down to the shore um go to the beach and like you're driving in the beach uh, across those march marshes and then across those bridges and stuff. That's where these turtles are crossing the roads. That's where these turtles are breeding, especially during July, August, the, the top months of, of summer tourism. Um, just slow down on the roads. Like if you see a turtle crossing the road, don't run it over. It was so sad to see. I went back home last summer for a week or so. And it was so sad to see like all the turtles that had actually like been hit on the road by cars and just what? because people are yeah just because people are careless and on vacation and they don't care so i guess like if i could say something to everybody it would be just slow down and pay attention like i know you're on vacation but you don't have to be go go going all the time you know yeah. no that's good it, people run over turtles like they're deer or something like that's crazy yeah it is it that's is crazy. it's Man. really a shame well now, let me ask you this. So do you see like your research, like how do you see your research going forward? Like where do you, where's the next step? Like what's the next step here? Um, so currently right now we are studying personality in turtles. So we're trying to see um, their physiological features on more of like a behavioral aspect. Mm. Oh, we're studying the shy bold continuum, which basically says um, in like layman's terms is a turtle shy or doesn't want to um, explore its environment or is it bold like will it go farther to get food will it go farther to defend itself from a predator um, so we're simulating that in the lab right now so on this shy bold continuum is there is there like different markers or is it kind of just either the turtle shy or it's bold like it's either one or the other or is like can you is it can you actually measure like how shy or how bold a turtle is? Yeah, so we're actually trying to do this uh, right now. We made a few different protocols. Um, this research has actually only been done in neonates or turtles um, like two or three times and not even with this species. So mm. there's really no data on this at all. Um, so Dr. Votnik and I have come up with protocols to try to simulate this and we don't really know um, what qualifies or what numbers would specifically like qualify a turtle as shy or bold yet. Um, I'm actually <laughs> meeting with them after this to do data analysis. So I will know more about that in about an hour, but um, yeah. We're so let me, to, ask you, let me ask you this thing real quick. Um, like, can you say, I, I guess, how is, what is your method to study this? Right. Are you just saying that, are you just like, putting food out there and you're going to see which turtles go and get it or is there like more of a is there more of a method to this yeah so not quite so what we have set up is like this huge um kind of arena with a bunch of different obstacles so there's different kind of rocks set up um there's sand set up there's water that's set up there's ramps and there's tunnels in this huge um, container. So we put the turtle in the center of the container and record on a GoPro 30 minutes of their activity. Mm. So we're basically just seeing, um, you know, what obstacles do they go to? How far do they travel? And we measure that in the distance in inches. Um, how many times do they go from one side of the arena to the other consecutively without stopping? So we're just kind of measuring their activity level at this point. Mm. Um, we haven't done anything like pred predator prey induced or anything like that yet. 
Okay. I so is this shy bold continuum method right? Is this new just for the diamondback turtles, or is this is this a credible like source across a lot of species? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this this is a credible source across a lot of species. It just hasn't been studied particularly in reptiles at all. Gotcha. So. Well, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see what you find. Yeah, out. I'm excited. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> well, I'll, listen, I'll bring you back on a couple of weeks from now, whatever. And you let us know like what you found. You yeah, see. that'd be great. Yeah. So what what is the future uh, behold for Hannah Banner? Because I know, I think, uh, actually, you know, I won't say it. I won't say it. Hannah Banner, what, what's up with your future here? Um, so the future, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I found out that I can graduate in December, which is, Oh my gosh, like only a month away. Um, so senior year is like really ticking down. So I applied to a few PA schools um, for a physician's assistant. Um, but I think that I'm going to end up taking probably a year or two off to do some work and like get some extra um, hours in the field. So I've been applying to a, a bunch of different jobs specifically in the research lab, because I think that that's where I've spent most of my time in college and that's where I have, you know, most of a chance getting hired directly out of school. Um, just because as a biology major, they kind of want you to like specialize more and they don't really take a lot of entry level jobs unless you have like four years of research experience or this or that. So there's a lot of qualifications that go into that, but I'll give you a little sneak peek. Um, I have been, doing several interviews with chop oh. and it's it's looking pretty promising so i'll, I'll, I'll have to let you possible. know <laughs> i won't say anything until it's official but congratulations so for those Thank who don't you. know like what exactly is a physician's assistant like yeah so a pa basically works under a group of physicians and they can do basically all the same things write a prescription um come up with the treatment plan they just have to get it checked by a doctor and the difference between a PA and an and a MD is that a PA only goes to school for two years so it's a graduate program of two years hmm. um, an MD goes for four years of medical school then does probably four plus years of a residency then a fellowship so um, you know like I'm young and I think about about my life I'm, I'm 21 years old and I don't want to spend the rest of my 20s in school um, so I think that 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 is why I chose the route of like a PA. No, it's definitely very honorable. I mean, I'm going to spend the next five, six years of my life in school again, which yeah. that's just a choice that I want to make because I don't really mind school, you know, I also really like mm -hmm. research, but, um, do you have, I'm going to switch gears, switch gears here a little bit. Um, do you have like any regrets, like between like when you came in as a freshman, maybe even before that, between now, would you have done anything differently looking back? Are there like a couple of things you would have done differently? Hmm. Um, I don't think so. You know, I think I'm really proud of my years at Wider. I'm really proud of how I've grown since I was a freshman. You know, when I, I started freshman year, I was so shy and like didn't want to meet new people or didn't want to talk to anybody. And I think that that through the years at Wider, I have grown so much, um, not only like socially, but also academically. So absolutely. I'm pretty proud. What would you, what was, what, what, what's like one thing you would say to like your freshman self? If you were like, look back, you get like one chance. Um, go to class. There's, you don't go I to class? Would, 
No, I did go to class, but like oh, I would just I would just tell myself like there was just some days, you know, like when it's rainy or like when it's super cold outside, especially when we were walking to classes and I was like, I don't want to go. And <laughs> I was swimming. It's like a snowstorm. Yeah. And I was swimming at the time. So I had practice at four o'clock in the morning and then I was trying to go to an 8 a.m. And I was just like, yeah. so I, if I had any advice to my freshman year self, it would be go to class. Like you're paying so much. So yeah. just go. <laughs> you may as well go to class, honestly, and you may as well get involved. You may as well, like, you know, you said you're on the swim team, you're in, a, you're in um, academic honor societies. Like, you may as well do it all, you know? Yeah. What's some of, like, your favorite moments? Uh, I guess some of my favorite moments would be uh, presenting my research for one. Um, Ooh, yeah. Another one um, I was awarded with a few awards about my research and like excellence in research. So I think that I there you go. like the hard work that I was putting in, it just felt a lot better being recognized for that, right. uh, especially by the faculty. Um, and then just like spending time with friends, meeting a bunch of new people, you know, that's something that I'll always cherish and those relationships I'll always cherish. So. Heck yeah. What's, um, what, what's like the mark you want to live here at Wagner? Like, if there's one thing that you want to be remembered for, like, what do you think that is? Um, as of right now, I'll probably be remembered like for my research. Um, the turtle. But, yeah, but I think <laughs> that like what I what I wanted to be remembered for is just like somebody who is super kind and like always went above and beyond for everybody else. So. No, I, I can. That's definitely true. Um, you're like one of the most generous and kindest people I know. So. Thank you. <laughs> what's what's like advice you give to like. Um, you know, freshman students, maybe like prospective students in biology, like what, what's some advice you give to them? Um, there's a few things. One, the first one would be don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, we've all been there. Um, I know that when I was a freshman, I did struggle with like asking for help because I was like, wow, they're going to, my professors are going to think I'm stupid, but it's not that at all. Like they want to be there to help you and they put in the time, like they have office hours, just go to them. So that's one. You can just go and say hi. Like, honestly, like, yeah virtual format. just go to your professor's office and say hi like literally it'll make their day yeah and i think that uh building a relationship with your professors is is really important um another thing would be just get involved whether it's research or clubs or activities or sports or anything just mm -hmm. do something because there's so much of your time and i feel like the more that i have myself um busy or scheduled the better I do in my classes because I have to kind of prioritize like where I'm doing my work and stuff like that so no that's great that's, that's some really good advice I I find that uh, the students that are like the most busy actually do the best like academic wise because you're right I think that when you're organized and, like you have a lot of things to do you're surrounded by other people who are also busy and really organized and are driven so yeah no, I, I think you'll see that uh, which I think you'll see your grades go up for sure. Mm -hmm. um, well, Hannah, as we begin to wrap up here, I just want to thank you for coming on. It was really fun. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll have to get you on again here. I, mean, I want to fit, I want to learn about those turtles. Again. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Alrighty, everyone. I want to say, I want to thank everyone for joining in. Uh, this is episode eight. I'm just going to podcast. Um, make sure to like and subscribe if you like the content. If not, oh, well, this wasn't <laughs> But uh, <laughs> all right, thank you, everyone. See ya.